Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, my wonderful, beautiful friends. Guys, welcome back to r slash Entitled People, where people think it's okay to trespass and destroy other people's land, and then think it's okay to call cops on the landowners when caught. Guys, as always, the stories are super ridiculous, so sit back, relax, and get ready to shake your heads. Subscribe if you haven't, and story submissions can be sent to this email right here. Okay, so a former neighbor recently reconnected with my parents, and they did something pretty outrageous and entitled. So they hadn't seen each other for about 20 years, and she found my mom on Facebook. She then asked if my parents would like to go to dinner with her and her new husband. Now, my parents were reluctant on going, as it's a pretty pricey restaurant. She then explained that she had two buy one meal, get one meal for free coupons for the restaurant. Now, as I've mentioned, the restaurant was known for being a little pricey, but knowing one of my parents' meals would be free made it seem okay. When it came time for the check, the waitress asked how they would like the bill to be split. The former neighbor then presented the two coupons and loudly stated that her and her husband were eating for free, and that my parents were the ones having to pay for their meals. The waitress then points out that the free meal had to be of equal or lesser value. Both my parents' meals were around $30 each, while the other two meals were $40 each. To this, the former neighbor just said, that's fine, and handed her the coupons. The waitress then returns with a bill for the two higher price meals, with my parents' meals removed by the coupons. My dad then asked, shall we split this in half then? The neighbor then replies, no, our meals were covered by the coupons. Did you not hear me saying that? My parents then attempted to politely explain that they were under the assumption that each couple would be paying for one meal. The neighbor didn't follow that logic, but that's the point when the new neighbor's husband added that neither of them brought any money, so they can't pay. My dad reluctantly paid the bill, as he didn't want to cause a scene in the restaurant. The neighbor then said as they were leaving, This was fun, we should do it again. To which my dad just said, No. And then both my parents just walked away. Guys, wow. What a good-for-nothing scamming couple. Like going to a restaurant without a means to pay? At that point, I would have been like, well, I guess you two are washing dishes since you don't have anything to pay with because I don't play these games. But seriously though, what would you guys do if you were put into that ridiculous situation where the other party expects you to pay and didn't bring any money? So this was many years ago when I was a shop steward for a union. This means I was the one who had to mediate grievances between employees and management. So one day, the manager calls me to discuss a deal with an employee that he wanted to fire. He had done progressive discipline, had given her many chances, and now was just done. The issue was, the woman just wouldn't show up for work. He told me how many chances he had given her, and he wanted me to be present for her termination notice. So it goes something like this. The manager says to her, Karen, do you know why I asked for this meeting today and why I asked the shop steward to be present? She replies, no, I have no idea. He then tells her, you were supposed to work yesterday from 8 o'clock to 4.30, and that was written on the schedule, correct? Karen then replies, yes, but I overslept. Manager then says, yes, and when you didn't show up for work, I called you several times, but you didn't answer. 
She then tells him, um, I just told you I overslept. I couldn't hear my phone, but when I woke up, I called you. Manager says, that's true. You called me at 10.45, which is almost three hours after you were supposed to be at work. I called you as soon as I woke up. Yes, and you told me you would be in to finish your shift. Karen then tells him, I did. I came into work as soon as I could. The manager then confronts her about showing up to work two hours before her shift ended. Karen then tells him that she couldn't find daycare for her kids. The manager says, We've had this talk before, and I've given you several warnings that if you can't show up for work when you're scheduled, I was going to have to let you go. At this point, Karen gets upset, and she says, That's not fair. That's not my fault I couldn't find daycare. To which the manager says, What's not fair is having your coworkers forced to do double shifts because you don't show up to relieve them. Finding daycare for your kids is your responsibility. If you want to work here, you have to be able to show up and work. Karen then tells him, You can't fire me. It's FMLA. Now, FMLA stands for Family Medical Leave Act that states that you can't be fired or docked pay if you're staying home to take care of a sick family member. The manager then asked, Were your kids sick? I thought you said you overslept. No, I overslept, but I can't leave my kids without daycare, so that's FMLA. Now, at this point, I had to step in. So I say, Karen, I would love to help you here. But if you just don't show up for work, there's no way I can save your job. You've been given more warnings, reprimands, and extra chances than our contract requires. And I don't have any grounds to grieve this termination. Karen responds, Are you guys not listening? It's FMLA. I had to stay with my kids. You can grieve this under FMLA. I tell her FMLA only applies if your kids are sick. You overslept. She then keeps arguing that it's FMLA and she can't be fired as there's no way to leave her kids. The manager then says, okay, I think we're done here. Here's your termination notice, and we're going to have to ask you to leave the building now. Security will escort you to your locker to clean out your stuff. Now, this is the point where Karen loses it, and she screams, I have kids. You can't fire me if I have kids. Security then shows up, and she's escorted to her locker, and then out of the building, all while screaming at the top of her lungs, they fired me because I have kids. I'm going to sue all of you. I'm going to own this business and you are all going to be fired. I have kids. You can't fire me because I have kids. Now, unfortunately, no one explained to her that having a job wasn't all about us agreeing to give you a paycheck. You actually have to show up for the job and do the work. She tried to protest her firing, was denied unemployment, and tried to register a complaint against me with the union for failure to represent. When that failed, she went after the manager for sexual discrimination and the business for failure to uphold FMLA. You can't fix bulletproof, stupid. For clarification, she had done the same stunt five different times before this. And I'm thinking, what? Just show up for work. Five times she's pulled this and she still had her job. And she thinks she's entitled to keep the job because she has kids. I think she still believes that she was screwed over on that FMLA thing. Now guys, the funny thing is, for the rest of her life, she'll tell everyone who will listen about that one company that discriminated against her and fired her because she has kids. Like, her story is going to be that she got fired because the union rep refused to represent her, the workplace wanted her gone for some totally unrelated reason, and her co-workers were jealous of her and hated her because she was so amazing. So this happened a couple of years ago. I grew up in West Virginia, but I had a grandfather who lived in Pennsylvania. 
He lived in a pretty forested area with not a lot of neighbors and owned about 27 acres. We would visit my grandfather on most holidays, like Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, etc. And I would always drive his four-wheeler around the trails in these woods. I knew those trails really well since I had grown up driving on them. So when my grandfather died, my mom inherits the house and all the land with it. We drove up there within the week to make sure the house was in good livable condition as we had not been up there for about three years and my parents were planning on selling it. I decided I would take the old four-wheeler out to the trails to make sure they were clear of debris so whoever would buy the house could enjoy the trails like we had. Like I said before, I knew those trails really well. So when I came up to a trail that I had never seen before, I got a little suspicious and decided to go down it. Now, my grandfather had problems with hunters trespassing before, so his land was very clearly marked with no trespassing signs. After driving down the trail for a couple of minutes, I eventually came to this person's backyard. I decided to drive back to my grandfather's house to let my dad know of the random trail leading to this person's backyard, and to ask him what we should do about it. I got back to my grandfather's house and told my dad about the trail, and he said he wanted to come back down with me to that house to inform them that they were indeed trespassing on private land. So my dad drove us back down on the four-wheeler to this trail, leading to the house. But on the way there, we passed this kid, who might be about 13 years old, riding his ATV. My dad waved him down, and the kid stops. My dad then shuts off the four-wheeler and informed the kid that he was trespassing on private land. Now, the kid then said in a snobby little voice, But I made these trails, so I should have every right to drive on them. My dad said he still trespassed to make the trails, and just because he made them doesn't give him the right to trespass on our land. The kid replies back with, Well, I spent all summer on these trails, and I put a lot of hard work into them, so you should just let me drive on them anyway. My dad then tells him that he needs to leave right away, or he was gonna call the police. The kid then lets out a long annoyed sigh and said, whatever, and took off back towards his house. Later that day, my dad went down to the trail where my grandfather's property ended and blocked it off with a rope and a very obvious no trespassing sign. We thought that was the end of it, but later that day, we get a knock on our door and it was the kid and his dad. His dad says to my dad, my son here says that you were trespassing on our land and you kicked him off his trail. My dad tells him, actually, your son's trespassing on our land, and he was very rude when I asked him to leave. The kid's dad replied, but my son made that trail. He has just as much right to be on them as you do. My dad tells him, actually, no he doesn't. He trespassed to make that trail, and has absolutely no rights to be on it. The dad then argues that he spent all summer making them, and worked really hard, and to just let him go on the trails or he'll call the police. My dad says, go ahead and call the police, it'll save me a phone call that I have to make. The entitled dad literally pulls out his cell phone and then dials 911 to report people trespassing on his son's trail, right in front of us. My dad, being the non-confrontational guy he is, waits for police to show up, which takes about 30 minutes because of how far out we are. The moment the officer steps out of his car, this entitled dad starts yelling at them about how we trespassed on their trail and we should be arrested right then and there. Another officer steps out of the car and walks over to us and asks what happened. We calmly explain the situation and he goes back to talk with the other officer who's still dealing with the screaming entitled dad. After the officers calm the entitled dad down, they told him that he needs to leave and not come back or he'll be arrested on trespassing charges. The dad's screaming at us and cussing us out the whole time, and him and his sons are walking back to the truck. The dad gets in and starts the truck and peels out of the driveway. My dad then thanks the officers and they leave and we go inside. 
We never really had any more major problems with that entitled dad and son, except for them repeatedly ripping down the rope with the no trespassing sign on it. I almost hoped the dad and kid would trespass again, so they would get arrested, but we never saw them on the land again. Guys, with that dad's logic, I would have gone to their house while they were sleeping and dug my own trail in their front yard and argue that it's now my property. Like, what's wrong with some people? And the crazy thing is, this probably happens way more than we think. Trespassing signs have never stopped entitled people, unfortunately. So I'm a manager at the Way of Subs, and yesterday, I had a man park in the disabled parking space and then come into our store. I'll call him Entitled Man. I was serving another customer at the time who had just started ordering, and the entitled man interrupted the other customer to ask what the sub of the day was. This already got my hackles up because he was really rude about it. I then look up and asked him if that's his car parked in the disabled spot, and he said yes. Now you're probably familiar with this, but for those who aren't, you have to qualify for a disabled parking permit. So back to the conversation. I asked him, hey, I noticed that you parked in that particular spot. Do you have a parking permit? Now I do want to note that he looked and acted perfectly fine. That's why I asked. He then tells me, no, I broke my back. I can't walk that far. I then tell him, you need a permit to be allowed to park there. It's actually illegal to park there unless you have a permit. You need to move your car. At this, he responds, I'll just get my food and then I'll move it. What's the big deal? It's only going to be a couple of minutes. I tell him, no, you have to go move your car now. Someone might be needing that spot and you don't want to get a ticket. Hearing that, the man then plants his feet. He then drops his shoulders almost like a three-year-old who's not going to do what you asked. Now it does suck, but we actually can't do much to make people move from those spots, other than ask them to move. The tow truck would take way too long, and they would be long gone by the time the tow truck gets there. I then decided to say the only thing I could in this situation. I told him, sir, we're not going to be serving you unless you move your car. Well, hearing that, he spun around, like only someone who has an intact, unbroken back could do. He then stomps out like a big man-child while screaming, you just lost yourself a loyal customer, for good. He then threw himself into his car and sped off like someone was chasing him. The other customers in the store laughed and said, wow, you're not gonna miss that five bucks he was gonna spend. Another person told me, people like that piss me off. My grandpa needs those parking spots, so thank you for standing up to him. It makes me feel better when everyone supports me. Guys, I support OP as well, and I don't know who wouldn't in that situation. Some people just think they're above the law and way more important than others. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. I'm a 24-year-old male, and I'm a very small man. 
I'm about five foot four and 103 pounds as of my last physical. I'm well aware that I'm at an unhealthy weight. My entire life, I've been small, mostly due to illnesses and a myriad of allergies, and it's admittedly a sore spot. I'm working with my doctor to gain weight while still fitting in with my dietary restrictions. And honestly, I'm so much better than I was several months ago, and I'm proud of myself for the progress I've made. So, a coworker who's a 30 year old female named Peggy got pregnant and recently returned to work. She's been increasingly overt and uncomfortable in her concern for me. Peggy made and brought in cupcakes for her return. And when I thanked her for thinking of us but refused, citing my gluten allergy, she was visibly upset. She didn't shout or complain much, she just sighed heavily and said that she would put this one in the break room with the rest. Now I did feel awful. Then she brings me a steak sandwich the next day on gluten free bread. Again, I thanked her, but I had brought my own lunch and I needed to focus on that. Peggy told me it was in the fridge for when I finished, as I needed to eat more. I ended up bringing it home so she wouldn't feel bad, and I gave it to my boyfriend. The next day, she approaches me again, and I refused again, but she insisted. By now, we weren't alone in the break room. She then joked that it was rude to refuse a home cooked meal in favor of my lunch. At that point, I just took it again and thanked her. Now, I've said no thank you repeatedly to her face when she gave me the food. She, in turn, would refuse to leave my desk or to stop talking to me in the break room or the halls until I took it. Then she started leaving bagged snacks on my desk. She would approach me with a snack or a portion of whatever she made for dinner the night before, and she would not leave me alone until I'd taken it. I did go to our boss and explain that I felt uncomfortable and was told that she was probably feeling maternal and that it would negatively impact morale to discourage her. So I've been taking notes since then. What days Peggy has given me what, when and who has witnessed it, etc., etc. And she's done it 23 times this month. Yesterday, I took her aside and explained that while I was touched, I would appreciate that she wouldn't bring in anything else. She then tells me that I should have said something sooner, that she was only trying to help. She then asked me if I've seen myself in a mirror and does my boyfriend like me starving myself, among other hurtful phrases. Now, I was livid. I told her that maybe I didn't feel like sharing my personal medical history with her just so that my wishes were respected. I then said, For God's sake, we work in a hospital. Don't you know anything about privacy of health? We then parted from there, me childishly storming off and her in tears. Have I been a huge ass and would reporting her to HR just be the icing on the cake? Now, I personally don't think that reporting her to HR would be a terrible thing to do. 26 freaking times she's tried to force food on OP without taking no for an answer. Like that woman is not respecting work boundaries at all. And unfortunately, since OP's already politely told her to stop and she hasn't, it's about time to make that report. So OP does come back with an update and it doesn't make things better at all. The update says I went to HR saying that the matter was settled, but I wanted it documented. Subsequently, I was told there would be an investigation and the incidents would be corroborated with witnesses. The reason being is what I'm claiming is severe enough to warrant potential action for her and several other co workers who also engaged in her behavior. HR starts the process apparently immediately because I walked in yesterday to a crap show. This plunged the department into civil war. Many agree that Peggy was out of line, and some told me that I should have kept the status quo. Some also said that I was ungrateful and entitled. One person said I should have handled this maturely, and who could blame her when I look like that, and I should be ashamed of myself. Another co worker suggested that I just work from home. I went to get my lunch out of the fridge, only to find someone had disposed of it and left behind empty Tupperware. Nearly everybody in the workplace has an opinion. 
The people in my corner have advised me to keep my head down and just to take care. My boss then held a meeting, the first one with Peggy and me, then a second one with just me. During the one with Peg, I was told to apologize for my part, and Peg likewise. She said, I'm sorry if I made you uncomfortable by caring about your health. My boss then asked if I was satisfied now. I then brought up Peg's comments, and my boss said that I invited them, and no one would call that harassment, and I need to work on myself. Together, we went through each of the 23 events. She excused each of them until I was left to feel like I had been the one harassing Peg. The next meeting was even worse. Effectively, the boss said, I told you not to retaliate, and instead, you searched Peg out to harass her. And your actions have expressed a worrying lack of cooperation with me and your team. She was also disappointed that instead of explaining that I needed her to resolve things, I escalated the situation well beyond the point of reason. And that was cruel to someone who only wanted to help. She said I won't get far in life and I'm not likely to get anywhere vocationally if I can't be a team player and if I'm actively sabotaging a happy workplace. She hoped I would learn from this teachable moment how to behave in a collaborative environment and that it's inappropriate to involve HR for small misunderstandings. I'm just tired, confused, and hurt. HR did seem sympathetic, and Boss was clearly on Peg's side. The office is split and tense. I'm currently updating my resume and job searching. It really does feel like a nightmare. Yeah, so definitely sounds like it's time to leave that toxic workplace. And yes, for some people like Opie's Boss, people offering you food might not seem like harassment, but a kind gesture. But to OP, who's politely told her many times to F right off with it, and for her to keep telling him that he needs to eat more, because in her opinion he needs to eat more, is not only super entitled on her part, it's freaking ridiculous. And guys, the part where she said to OP, is your boyfriend happy that you're starving yourself, really upset me because you never know what people are going through. And like OP said, he was doing really well with his diet, and he's been proud of himself for his progress, so Karen needs to back the F off. This is from when I worked in a tiny pickup delivery restaurant in a really affluent area, by a major university and hospital. Most customers were from surrounding neighborhoods. They were either drunk or high university students or stressed out nurses. This was my second job, but the first one I had to deal with customers face to face. I was given no training, so it was a bit of a learning curve. So enters Karen, who looked like she was born with not just a chip, but a whole block on both shoulders. She waddled in a fine afternoon and she orders one of our more popular items, fried rice. Now our fried rice had the option to add meats for $1 more. Karen specifically wanted shrimp fried rice. I say to her, all right, madam, that'll be $6.66. I don't actually remember the prices. Karen aghast said, what? But the menu says $5.66. I tell her, yeah, madam, the meat cost a dollar. Now Karen's face fills with pure disbelief. Her lip was curling up in growing outrage, and then she ground out in a near hiss, Shrimp is a meat? Now I'm shocked at that ridiculous question, and I said, Uh, yes madam. Meat is when you partake of a living creature's flesh, and it used to be a little animal swimming around in the ocean. Now I'm wiggling my hand to emphasize without thinking, because my brain is now broken. Karen's eyes grow big with indignation, and I brace for yelling because I've had enough entitled relatives to recognize the signs. She says, How dare you? This is a scam. Shrimp isn't a meat. This is a ripoff. She then rants for a bit. I then asked her, Do you want to order the shrimp fried rice, madam, or perhaps a regular one? 
She then yells at me to cancel it. She then storms out through the thankfully propped open door, as it was a glass door that would have broken from a good slam. Fortunately, she never returned, and the shift manager thought it was hilarious. Oh, silly Karen, of course shrimp is in a meat. It's a plant. Guys, I don't know what she was trying to do. Maybe she was trying to get a discount or something. Like, some Karens can be pretty crafty, so I wouldn't necessarily rule that possibility out. But she also might have been lacking some brain cells. And that, my friends, brings us to another end of our slash entitled people. Guys, I hope you enjoyed the stories today. If you did, hit that thumbs up. And if you missed the last episode on the channel, I'll link it right here. A boss steals OP's pay and then tells him to do something about it. And then gets mad when OP does. Check it out if you haven't. And myself and Stevie Boy will see you guys in the next one. We love you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.